Welcome to Moment by Moment, a podcast of Oak Hills Church with the goal to help you answer and navigate the current issues of today with a biblical view. How are you guys doing? And welcome to our first podcast episode of Moment by Moment with uh, your host, J.D. Mason, and of course, our lead minister here at Oak Hills, Travis (laughs) Eads. Travis, how are you doing today? Man, I'm doing great. Awesome, Great. Man. Yeah. Well, we're glad to have you. I mean, this is our first time even getting together and, and just having an awesome conversation. I'm excited. Hey, I want to say to you, I really appreciate putting all this together. This has been something we've been talking about for a long time. Hey. Thank you to you and to the team putting this together, get to talk about some things that matter to us, matter to other people. Right. I'm, and, I'm uh, just excited to things be here. Things that matter. All I'm right. excited to be here. The team did a great job putting yeah. this all together, so we're super excited. It's exciting. Well, hey, let's jump into today's topic. We're going to be discussing, you know, how a Christian should feel or even how somebody should feel who is who's trying to think of things, you know, like why would God allow something to happen? Why are these world disasters happening when we think about Ukraine? You know, we're thinking about a lot of the things that are happening in the world. And, you know, every generation has had crises, you know, and we're just we're in a crisis right now. And a lot of people are asking, why is this happening? You know, how do we feel about this as a Christian? Like, is is this God's judgment on yeah. us? Like, or if you're not a Christian, yeah. you're listening to this and you're asking yourself well, just in general, why is this happening? You know, yep. can you just kind of like, let's open up that conversation. Let's talk about it. Yeah, no, I, I think it is on our hearts and our minds right now. We we can't uh, not see it. It's in the news. It's, it's everywhere. And uh, even if we're not being uh, impacted directly, we still feel it when we see it happen in our world. Right. You know, J.D., I think one of the things that's really important for us to to recognize is that though we see these things happening in our generation, it's not new to us. And so, so there's, there's kind of this sense of knowing where we're at in the story. I, um, I had an opportunity to go to Israel last week. And so I did, I did. We we went, I went with Max Lakato. We went with about 300 other people and did this tour. I mean, you're going, you know, Israel is like, there's, there's history everywhere you look. Oh yeah. I can imagine. I mean, layers and layers of, of history. And so it was really cool to, to be there and to get to tour a lot of the places and just, you know, think about, have that long view of history. It's like some of the things that we're seeing in our generation now are things that have taken place over and over and over. It's it's almost as if uh, knowing where we're at in the story, we have to go back, I believe, to to the beginning of the Bible, right. Genesis 1 and 2, where God creates his Eden. Mm-hmm. He cre- creates us. He he is the uncreated one and we are the created and he created it perfect. I mean, right. he created it created it just like he wanted it exactly. to be. Yep. That's chapters one and two. That that's how right long there. it lasted. Hey, that's a little <laughs> two, summary. That's two, summarization. Two right there. chapters, <laughs> and then and then in you know Adam and Eve, you know sin enters the world right. through Adam and Eve, and we live in a, in a broken world in a fallen world, and that's kind of where we're at in the story. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes when we don't realize where we're at in the story, it gets really confusing, and we we really don't know how to respond to these things. And uh, I was talking about being in, in Israel. One of the things that you see there, they have something called a tell. That's T. E-L. I was just gonna ask you how to spell it. Okay, tell. so tell. Okay, I, I didn't know, no fancy Greek there. Okay. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I don't, I don't <laughs> think it is Greek. Uh, I'm not sure what it is. Anyway, it's it's like it's basically like an ancient mound. Okay. So if you're looking at it, it, it looks like a hill. Gotcha. Basically, just a, a dirt mound. Gotcha. Right? Okay. But archaeologists love it because this is a prime place for them to dig. Why? Wow. Because when you see this in a place like Israel you know that there are uh, remains of civilizations. Ah. And, and in fact, what you what you see is um, 
layers upon layers because what would happen is these civilizations, well, first of all, I mean, they were looking for the same things that everybody was looking for. They were looking for water. They needed water. Right. They needed uh, maybe some occupation or they needed farming or mm -hmm. maybe it was a coastal region where they could fish or, or something like that. And, and then, of course, they needed to be able to protect themselves. Makes sense. And yeah. so many times they would, they would uh, build these, these settlements, these civilizations in certain places, uh, and, and they would be great. You know, all, all's good. Yeah. For maybe 100 years. And that's how it goes. And then somebody comes along, right? Yeah. And, and they, they say, go, hey, I like that. I, I like that. that. I like what you got going. Let me grab some of that. <laughs> I want some of what you got. Exactly. And so what they did, if they had the, the power and they had the people, they would right. come in and they would overpower the yeah. people. And what they would do, this is interesting because you'd think, well, they just come in and like take up residence. Like, okay, this is my house now. Yeah. But they didn't do that. Okay. They would actually burn everything to the ground. Uh, they didn't have bulldozers and that sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, I don't think they did. Okay. No. Okay. So, so they, they would just come in, they would overpower mm -hmm. the people, they would uh, conquer and just kind of, they would just demolish everything. Wow. And then they would build on top of it. Okay. Well, Maybe that would last for a hundred years. And then somebody else comes along and goes, I want what you've got. The cycle continues. And so you're looking at this tell when they, when they pull the dirt away and you can start to see all the layer upon layer and wow. you're just going, man, these are people, people groups after people groups mm -hmm. that have come in and conquered and said, I want what you've got and, and build what they, and, and it's amazing because some of these tells, they, they actually look like a like a mountain almost they're the wow. size of mountain because what you think about it some of these tells have 20 to 30 layers of civilization so 20 to 30 mm -hmm. times this has happened that someone would come in and just take what someone else has and and you look at that you look at the rubble because you can almost look you can almost tell it's yeah. different colors yeah. of rock and different things right, and it's right, just right. boom 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 and you go man i am looking at genesis 3 right now I am looking at the the repercussion of the fall. This is where we are in the story. This is a broken story that we ju that we just keep that just keeps playing out over and over and over again. And here we are in our generation and we're yeah. still seeing the same thing played out over and over again. You know and it's interesting. I mean when we think about how you know, the Old Testament and the New Testament even show mm. itself. Like you were saying, like we've seen civilizations do this in the Bible. Yeah. We've seen we've seen people get conquered. We've seen uh, when people have started over. And, you know, God is the same God in the, in, you know, in, in the struggle where his people were crying out and they saw genocide all around them. They saw slavery all around them. They yeah. had world crisis events happen mm -hmm. in the Old Testament and the New Testament. Can you like walk us through some of those, you know, just maybe a highlight, like when Jesus mentioned it in the New Testament, like when he mentioned those things, what, what was he saying? Well, now this is one of the things that I love about the Bible because it does not shy away from trouble. It doesn't. I mean, it doesn't gloss over it. It doesn't. Even, and, and Jesus, in particular, never even tried to get away from. It. He just never like, you know what, guys, it's not that bad. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he, he owned it, right? <laughs> he owned it. He was like, guys, I, I got to tell you, I, I want, I want to be real with you. Trouble's coming. Yeah. And you're going to hear about wars. You're going to hear about rumors mm -hmm. of war. But don't, but don't panic. Right. Don't panic. That's a word for right now and today. So you think about Jesus saying to his disciples, okay, trouble's going to come, right? but, but you've, you've got me. Mm. So there's the next part of the story, right? That's like, right. We, yes, we are living in a broken story. We are living in a broken and a fallen world, but, but we've turned the page. Jesus coming into this world, God says, here's the answer to the broken world. I'm going to send my son into this world. 
And that's why Jesus had the authority to say, don't panic. Trouble's coming, but so am I, (laughs) basically. And that's a word for all of us. All right, so because really at the beginning, one of the questions was, how do we view it? And, And really what you're saying right now is we're saying, Go into the Bible and look at what Jesus says. Don't trust us, right? That's right. It's not us. We're not the arbiters of all truth. That's right. Look at what Jesus said. He says in the Bible, don't be afraid. But he does say there are things that are going to happen. It's kind of like the Christian walk. You know, if you're Mm. listening right now and you're thinking, man, you know, I'm I'm just trying to get it together. You know, that's okay. There's grace for you. But also don't be surprised when things don't go well, because that's we already know that's it's the process. It's part of the process. You know, you have to trust the process as you grow spiritually, as you grow closer to God. You know, you're going to go through things. And a lot of times that's when you grow. You know, and, I, you know, I think in the Old Testament, there are so many stories about how people had, you know, people had to go through those struggles in order to grow. Right. I mean, that's yeah. us today. But that's right. can you even share a story of the Old Testament? You know, we talk New Testament, you know, yeah. he's the same God as the new and as, as in the Old Testament as well. So kind of walk us through something, you know, just one of those highlights in the Old Testament that you like. Yeah, well, we do see a lot of this in the Old Testament. But one of the things that I love about it is um, there's a story in 2 Kings uh, chapter 6 that I think really points to the fact that we as as, as people of faith, or even if we don't have faith, we're just kind of exploring or searching faith. Um, We we have to wrestle with the fact, do do we believe in just what we see, what we Mm -hmm. can see, feel, and touch? Or is there more? Is there more to this? Is there a spiritual realm? Are there things at work that we can't necessarily see? I think that's something that we all have to wrestle with, uh, even as people of faith. We have to wrestle with whether we believe that. So you mentioned the Old Testament. Right. Well, this this story in Second Kings 6, this is interesting because um, there was a King Aram, and King Aram is like trying to defeat the Israelites. And every time they would make a strategic military move, the Israelites were ready. They were already on it. <laughs> they and so so he comes to the conclusion that right. we would probably come to is like I've got a I got a rat in the Somebody's camp snitching out here. That, like I need to figure out who is right. doing it. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And so his advisors are like, King, look, not us. Don't don't look at us. It's it's Elisha. Yeah. It's Elisha the prophet. And they go on to tell the king. It's like he can even hear the things that you're saying in your bedroom. Wow. Right? Like so that that's why they're so the king's like, Okay. Let's get him. Let's go get him. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. We're gonna take out this prophet. Yeah. We're gonna take out Elisha. And so then they get to the place where um it, the the scriptures that tells the story it actually cuts to the next morning. It's, it's like a video film. Honestly, I, oh, yeah. I love the Bible because I see everything in, in, in that type of way. It's like, man, this could be a movie. Yeah. So yeah. next scene, right? <laughs> so the next scene, it says a servant of God. I love that. That's all. It doesn't even give the guy a name. Right. Just a servant of God. So that could be anybody. He walks out of his tent that morning, right? Like mm-hmm. they, they set up camp and they're in a pretty good, pretty strategic, uh, strong position. He walks out and sees that the city is surrounded king aram and all of his goons have come and surrounded the city scripture doesn't really tell us exactly what was going through this servant of god's mind my boy's freaking out right i mean like think about put yourself in that position no real quick if you're listening i mean imagine no this. doubt you walk out of your house right now and you're surrounded i mean what's your next move <laughs> so so his next move was to go back to elisha right <laughs> and his question was what shall we do 
Mm. And I just think that's us, right? Like, I mean, we, we've probably never been in a city surrounded, you know, most of us never be surrounded by enemies or yeah. we've not been surrounded by enemies, but we have been surrounded by fear. Wow. We have been surrounded uh, by just uh, things outside of our control. And so that's our instinct as well, just like the servant of God, to say, what, what shall we yeah. do? I mean, surely we need a military move. We need a, and, and it's interesting because what Elisha, he prays, his first move is to pray. But it's so interesting what he prays. He prays that the eyes of his servant would be opened. Isn't that interesting? So, we, yeah, I mean, because you got to think when what he sees, he sees it. He has that discerning heart. And he's like, listen, I already I already know. Yep. You know, but I need him to know. That's right. That's so important right there. So he prays that his eyes would be open, that he would be able to see what see what see that those that are with them are more than those that are against them. There it is right there. So he walks out and he looks up, he lifts his eyes to the hills yep. and he begins to see for the first time, the servant of God begins to see for the first time that there are chariots of fire. There is an army, a spiritual army surrounding their enemy. I think he was probably feeling pretty good at that point. You got to think about the instantaneous change that does in your heart. Oh. And then you're, I oh. mean, you go from completely afraid. I'm going to die. All is bad. I'm looking all around me, literally in a circle, and I'm surrounded by pain. I'm surrounded by anxiety. I'm surrounded by all the bad news. Yep. And then when you see what God is doing, when you reflect, when you pray, when you cry out to God, and then God starts to change your heart instantaneously, you have hope again. Isn't that, isn't that crazy how it works? His whole perspective changed because he developed sight for the unseen. He developed eyes to be able to see what was unseen. It changed his entire perspective. I think it's safe to say it gave him hope. Yeah. And that's what we're looking for today. That's exactly right. I mean, we're all looking for hope. No matter where you are, no matter where you are in your walk, whether you are trying to, you know, ask questions about, you know, I'm, I am kind of spiritual. I'm battling with these questions. Yeah. Well, we encourage you to continue on this journey with us. I mean, the reality is um, we all have questions, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, Travis, would you say that you have like, you know, somebody has reached all the answers? <laughs> oh, no way. No way. You know, and that's something I would say to people to encourage them in that is like, none of us have all the answers right like you're not alone we all have these these doubts we all have these questions you know it's the, the questions are hard and they can create a lot of anxiety within us but at the same time there's a sense of you know this is like common ground of humanity like we all have these questions and we all have to work through these things and wrestle with these things and deal with them listen everybody in every generation has dealt with issues sometimes on a global scale you know, sometimes just on a national scale. We see it in the Bible. We see it today. We see it with previous generations, how you described it, tell, and how civilizations have been conquered over and over again. You know, there's nothing new underneath the sun. And so we can have hope that, hey, listen, you're, you might feel like all is bad and you can't get out of this. And, you know, you know, you don't see God working. Well, the reality is God already worked. He's done it in the past. He's the same God. He's the same God that we serve today. And so therein lies our hope. So even when you're feeling like you can't find hope, Think about and consider how good God has already been. He's already won battles. He's already surrounded the enemy. So when you think about that, I mean, it kind of just takes the stress away. Even as I'm talking about it now, you know, I'm human. I have issues. You know what I'm saying? I'm looking at the things that are going on on a global scale. And I'm like, God, you know, I, look, I know you're here. <laughs> Can you yep. just help remind me? I need reminders That's sometimes. Right. That's right. You know, do you ever just need a reminder from God just to remember, hey, you know, it's going to be okay. Oh, all the time. You know, I... 
it makes me think about David. Right. So David was King David, but before he was King David, he was uh, shepherd boy David yeah. playing his harp. The little brother, the, right? Not yeah, even yeah, like yeah. the tallest or, yeah. you know, he was just a regular guy yeah. in the field. But we know we know a lot about him just through the historical account, but we also know a lot about him through the Psalms. Those are the songs that he wrote. He was he was a poet. He was a musician. He wrote these songs. And a lot of them, he's he's preaching to his own soul. Right. Right. And and I can tell you, I, I've done that so many times laying awake at night and maybe there's something that's just kind of weighing on me. And maybe it's not even a particular thought. It's just that feeling. Right. That's just the, right. that feeling of just being overwhelmed. And yeah. that's when you start preaching to your soul. You, you have to recount, uh, you know, it's developing eyes for the unseen. It's it's God. I, I may not feel you working right now. I may mm-hmm. not be able to see all of it, but I know where, where I'm at in the story. Yeah. I mean, to this kingship, but you know what? What's going on? <laughs> Did you yeah. forget about me? You yeah. know, and maybe you feel like that today listening right now. You know, God, have you forgotten about me? Well, think about it. Sometimes God says, it's, it's not that he's saying no. He's just saying not yet. I'm still shaping you. You know, That's and right. a lot of times he shapes you through crises. You know, yep. and David was in crisis and he was shaped. You know, he was shaped by fire. You mm-hmm. know, and maybe you feel like you're being shaped by fire. Well, find hope that, listen, God restored David. Right. He restored him and then he made him even better than he was before. That's right. You know what I'm saying? And so God can do the same thing to you. So find hope in that. But we also know, like you said, Travis, we're going to go through trials. You know, Jesus said it. So there's there's no way around it. Jesus was real with us. Like you said, like he didn't placate around the truth and give us fake platitudes. Like, hey, you know, if you follow me, you know, you're going to be okay. Yeah. Like he said, you're going to go through trials, but I'm going to be with you. Yeah. And so you can find hope in me. And so if you're listening right now, we just want to say you can find hope in Jesus today. We want to give you a few practical takeaways. Um, Travis, if you have any, I just have a few. I'm just going to I'm just going to list a few. Okay, so, you know, we're talking about world crisis right now. So one thing I'm going to say may not be popular, but I'm just going to say it. Turn the TV off sometimes. Mm, That's good. We get stuck on the news. Right. I mean, we get stuck and we we keep flipping the channels and we keep watching it. And, you know, it can become an addiction. You know, and we we know how the news media, you know, they make their money by having news. You know what I'm saying? And so a lot of times we won't get that positive influence. We won't get those positive stories even on the news. And so sometimes you just got to take a healthy mental break from the TV. Oh, it's so true. Travis, what what do you have? Give me something. Yeah, no, I I think I would just kind of go back. What and you mentioned it. What is that narrative? What is the story that we're we're telling ourselves? Yeah. Is it the the media or is it the news channel? My favorite news channel or whatever is that? What's shaping the the narrative? Right. Or am I getting into the to the word and as people of faith, you know, go, go into the Bible and saying, okay, how does this shape the narrative? Because the truth is, Jesus is coming to redeem. He and he's not just doing it like he didn't just go on some like cosmic vacation or <laughs> right, something, right, right? Right, right? Like going, hey, good luck, guys. Yeah, you know. Exactly. No, he he entered our world so that there would be no doubt. He's involved. Yeah. He is with us. He is working. He is with us. And uh, the next part of this story is he's coming back. He is. He's, he's coming back. And you talk about hope. Um, that's that's a huge part of the, the the story. The thing that gives me hope is that the, there's another part of this story. Yes, I can I can look at the broken and the fallenness, uh, but he's coming back. And ultimately, in his glory, will make all things right. It gives me hope. That's real. And so what that takeaway is, is talk to yourself. Remind yourselves of the truth 
That's good. All right. So here we go. Turn the TV off for a little bit. Take a break. There you go. But also talk to yourself in those moments. Tell yourself, listen, you know, <laughs> it's going to be okay. God is on the throne. He yep. is the same God as the Old Testament in the Bible as the New Testament as he is today with what's going on in Ukraine, with what's going on in the world. He did not forget. Like you yep. said, he's still present. He is very involved in our lives. He did not take a, he did not take yeah. a vacation. Yeah. You know, he's not in the Milky Way. Like yep. look, he, he's still very <laughs> much involved in our lives. So practically give yourself a mental break. Talk to yourself positive. Remind yourself of Bible verses. I mean, we all have life verses, you know? And so if you don't have a life verse, I would encourage you. That could be a practical mm. way to help you as well. Commit to remember a Bible verse. You know, it doesn't have to be crazy long. You know, it doesn't have to be a paragraph. Right. You know, Jesus wept. You know, yep. that was my first Bible verse. Yeah, you know? that's a good one. That's a good <laughs> way one. Way back in middle school. But I mean, find something that's practical for you to do in times where you start to feel overwhelmed by what's going on in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus says, you know, trouble will come, but take heart. Right. Don't lose heart. Take courage mm. for I have overcome the world. Amen. That would be a good one to memorize. That's right a good there. one. Hey, and on that note, we are, listen, we are going to end our uh, podcast today moment by moment. I am so glad that you joined us for our first one, man. Yeah, this first was fun. One. This is Let's great. Let's do it again. We're going to do this again All next right. week. We would like for you guys to join us. We're going to be here every Monday, wherever you find your podcast. That's exactly where you can find us. Follow us on social media. Follow us um, wherever you guys are already subscribed to. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. We hope to see you guys next Monday. All right. Put that on your calendar right now. There is no excuse. Okay. Moment by moment, Let's every go. single Monday, we hope to see you there. Have a good day. Thanks for joining us for our moment by moment podcast. Be sure to tune in next week.